Welcome to the His Light and Life podcast with your host, Mark, who will be your guide to enhance, deepen, and enrich your Christian life. To turn your focus away from just getting by to walking with God in His light and life. Welcome back to His Light and Life. I want to thank you for joining me today. And today we're going to, I've decided that I want to um, continue on with the kingdom of God. And I'm realizing as I say that, that we're not going to finish this. There's, It's not possible. Um, and I may return to it at another point. Like we will continue on in other ways. I realize too, though, that many of the things that I would say that would be pointing specifically to the kingdom yeah, of course, it overlaps into a wide variety of areas. So there's many aspects of it. I think I feel if you have the foundation of understanding it, that you'll be helpful for you. You'll you'll get other insights in other parts of other podcasts that will help you tie it together. Um, it should be seen, and I and I do want to say this: the the kingdom always should be seen as separation. Um, invariably, uh, this is the area that I spend a lot of time on and invariably what happens is when you're talking to people, if you're not staying close to God, if you're not staying close to him, you will begin to, um, take on to yourself the nature of the, the environment around you. So the ideas and thinking that are prevailing will will continuously have an influence on you. And it's important that we come, we come apart regularly and spend time going over things that you maybe thought were well-established. If anyone has ever seen God has never designed anything to be given to you, like, and to be held in a bucket. If you've ever seen where there's a, you know, there's a wet area or something like a puddle or something like that. If you leave it for a while, it starts to dissipate. The things of God are like that. It isn't he desired because in the, he desired that you stay close to them and to stay filled with the spirit, to stay filled up with these things, to continually put yourself in them, speak of them, pray about them, read about them, and be with him in those areas and get these areas filled up. And he's done that for a reason. He's done that um, to, to teach us the most valuable thing, and that is to stay close to the Lord, to stay very close to him, very close to his word at all times and realize that even the overcoming life, it doesn't matter what it is, it is a moment-by-moment moment position of your heart. It is a continuous position of your heart. And it, you know, I think if there's any, you'll hear me say oftentimes about the free gift. The only, the only aspect of it that is vital in the part that we play a role in is you have to continuously come to him and be connected to him to receive it. It's a flow of life that you have to stay plugged into. You stay plugged into it. So as we kind of move through this one, the uh, on the kingdom of God, I want to I want to hit the point that that is vital to un- for us to understand, and that is about I think of it like a like an in, like a frequency, 
I think of it like a in harmony. If you think of notes working together in harmony, then they they make a beautiful sound. And God has put. I was just thinking about this. It was like you ever seen those guys? They have the cups and they put some water in it, and you've, you've done it yourself. And you you move your finger around the top, and there's a point at which where it just starts. The cup starts to hum. God has put his stamp of love and esteeming others greater than yourselves, doing onto your neighbor as you would have on all of the aspects of our Christian life that have to do with service, that have to do with not esteeming yourself, but esteeming others greater, hesed, unconditional love. If somebody strikes your cheek, do not retaliate. Remember the Old Testament was an eye for an eye? Jesus said, you heard, you know, an eye for an eye, but I say unto you, if someone strikes you on one cheek, offer him to the other. If someone, if someone takes thy cloak, offer him your shirt as well. It means there's no, all he was saying, of course, it means even those who abuse you would take advantage of you. There's no limit to which you would stop. They asked him, how many times should I forgive? Seven times in a day, Jesus said, no, truly I say unto you, 70 times seven. If your brother comes and asks your forgiveness, you forgive him again and again and again and again. I'm sure myself and every single one of our listeners has passed 77 with the Lord more than once. The Christian life is is a life that is absolutely impossible in your own strength. We've mentioned the citizen of heaven. We've mentioned an ambassador. Now picture yourself as an ambassador in a foreign country. You're a representation of the country, the magistrate who sent you. And the magistrate has, has put his, his nature is tolerance of all manner of evil done to you. And that's where you are. That means that while you're this ambassador... You are at the same time at the mercy of all. That they will hate you. They will abuse you. They will misuse you. I'm not talking about criminality. <laughs> if you're in a, if, okay, I want to clarify that one. Never thought if, if, if you're in a situation and it's abusive and it's criminal and it's illegal, then you are to leave immediately. Head for the door as fast as you can. Knock the dust off your feet. Pray for them later, but head out the door. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in your day-to-day life with strangers. I'm talking about the people that you interact with at your work. I'm talking about all of these people. You you don't retaliate. See, the Old Testament was like a governor on behavior. Back then, someone killed your goat. You killed all his goats. God said, no, 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 no. Hang on a second here. If he kills a goat, you kill one goat. It's even, it's even that's a, they, he gave them a basic working form of justice, just a working form of justice. And we operate with that justice system today. The Judeo Christian legal justice system is based upon the old Testament law, the old Testament code, the old Testament ordinances, the old Testament precepts, old Testament precepts. 
It isn't based upon the New Testament. It isn't based upon living stones. It isn't based upon the redeemed in Christ. It's not based upon those who've been raised from the dead in Christ Jesus, who turn this cheek when they're struck on that cheek and offer their shirt when their coat's been taken, who esteem all others greater than themselves, who in every situation take the low place. Jesus said, when you're called in, you're invited in, take the lowest place. If they invite you to come up further, go up further. If they don't, be happy. In all situations, in all, Paul, that's what Paul said. He said, in all circumstances, all conditions, and at all times, I've learned to be content. Content in Christ is the, is the fulfillment of the law. Content in Christ is the fulfillment of the law. Okay? It's called the royal law. The royal law of love. And it's not love as in, I love, you know, I love my dog. That's not what we're talking about. It's an agape love. It's the, it's a love for the unlovable. And it's a love that loves the unlovable, expecting nothing in return. Truly expecting nothing in return. And it is absolutely 100% impossible for a believer to do. It has to be done by a supernatural grace of God of his life, energy, and flow through your heart. You cannot do it in your own strength. We will live that way when we're glorified in heaven. We will live that way when we are in glorified bodies in heaven. In this earth, we're in Adam's body. We have Adam's mind. We have Adam's will. And we have Adam's emotion. It can excuse me, it cannot be generated from within us. It is a supernatural flow that overcomes those tendencies of Adam. It isn't a flow that's in you. It's a flow directly from the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ, from the throne of God, delivered through you by the power of the Holy Spirit who indwells you. And it turns that stereo louder than the television of Adam and you don't hear Adam and you don't hear the, well, I deserve this. And who is that guy think he is? And I don't understand that. And this isn't fair. And I've been here longer than him. And he's been here this and that and the other. And he did X, Y, Z. And why is he getting away with this? And I'm not, that's Adam. He yatters and yatters and complains and yatters some more. He never stops. He always seeks his own. He always trusts in his own ability. He always seeks the high place. He always wants to be esteemed by others. He always wants to be respected. He always wants to, he always wants the credit. He cannot do anything and not take the credit. It's virtually impossible for him to do that. And even if he does it in the moment, six months later, three months later, six days later, whatever, he's going to bring it up and mention it because his heart craves that credit and Hasid never does Hasid gives in secret where only the father sees Hasid is kind when no one else is around Hasid is patient when there's no reason to be patient Hasid is patient and never talks about its patience Hasid takes no account of evil it does not consider a wrong it is not easily provoked. Okay? It loves always. It, it, is, it doesn't celebrate in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. 
It is a constant. And we read that in 1 Corinthians 13. Love suffers long and is kind. It's not two separate things. It's kind while it's suffering long. Okay? It is the supernatural ability to walk in the spirit, for the, for, to walk in the fruit of the spirit. Gentleness, meekness, kindness, patience, long-suffering, holiness, purity, righteousness, truth. They're called the fruit of the spirit because that's what they are. The overcoming life is not you becoming a super Christian. It's you becoming a zero Christian and allowing the 100% of the victory of the cross and the shed blood of Jesus to flow through you. Okay? It doesn't esteem itself. It doesn't seek the high place. I'll let you in on a little secret right here. It's that very nature of God. He, Jesus said it this way. He said, learn from me for I am meek and lowly of heart. Learn from me for I am meek and lowly of heart. Do you know why Lucifer fell? Do you know what the contributing, I'm not going to say why, the contributing factor in why he fell? And why the contributing factor in why Adam fell? Because the God they were interacting with, the Father God, he's meek and lowly of heart. He had all the power of the universe, but they didn't know. He had all the glory of all eternity, but they didn't know. He had all the wisdom that ever was. They didn't know. Okay? He was all present all the time. They didn't know. When Lucifer had his little counsels, they didn't know God heard. When Adam's heart started to drift from God and he began to ask himself deep down inside, why do I need him? They didn't know God knew. Because the Father God is meek and lowly of heart. He did not display himself haughtily. He did not display his glory. He did not display his power. He did not display his wisdom. He didn't sit down and, 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 and shower Adam with the galactic universal encyclopedia of all time. He came as a humble servant. He came as a partner with Adam in the garden. He didn't can't come as his judge. He didn't come as this one of authority. He doesn't do that. He's meek and lowly of heart. He's high and lifted up, but his heart is humble and he is humble. And that's why they missed that. That's why they didn't see that. And that's why they didn't know that. He didn't display himself that way to Lucifer, and he didn't display himself that way to Adam. And you know what they began to think? <laughs> they began to think easy pickings. If you read Lucifer's account in Ezekiel, it says, oh, you know what? I'm going to ascend the mount of God, and he's going to be my servant. You know how he got that impression? He got that impression because all that God had relayed to him was meekness and humility. You know, we see a great account of that when God says um, to Moses, he says, Moses, I want you to go to Pharaoh and tell him, you know, let my people go. And Moses goes, 
Okay. Back then, the name and title and everything was vitally important as far as the position of authority. You see that with the Pharisees saying to Jesus, by what authority, by what authority do you do these things? And we see that with Moses and Moses says, okay, um, yeah, that's no problem. I'll, I'll march on right on down there. Who should I say sent, you know, who should I say has sent me? Tell him I am. I just am. I don't, you know, Moses, because you have to understand God knows the beginning from the end, right? He, you know, I mean, he, he, he could have said, you know, I'm the, you know, I'm the prize in a, in a Cracker Jack box. It doesn't matter what he says. It doesn't matter. God doesn't have to do it. He doesn't have, doesn't have to tell you who he is. He doesn't have to tell you about his authority. He doesn't have to do any of those things. When you're sovereign, the all power of the universe, you don't have to. He, he could have said to Moses, my favorite color is blue. It doesn't matter. So he goes down to Pharaoh and he says, uh, yeah, my favorite color is blue. <laughs> my favorite color is blue has sent me. It doesn't matter because God had already hardened Pharaoh's heart. God had already determined that he was going to deliver his people. He didn't need the proclamation. Oh, go down and tell him the Lord thy God, Jehovah, the creator of heaven and earth has sent me. <laughs> no, just tell him I am. Okay. And we see that again and again and again. And walking in the kingdom, in union with the kingdom, walking in that, in harmony with the kingdom, with everything that God has created, he's woven that nature into it. When you, this is beyond just your simple Christian life, just the way things are. You know, if you do something, people have all kinds of names for it. They call it karma. They call it what goes around, comes around. It's all hogwash. Those are simply people who have bumped into the kingdom laws that God has woven into his creation and gave a name to it. They plunk the name karma or what goes around or the energy laws or vibrate. It's the kingdom of God. And when you're walking in union, you ever notice that all of those people agree? That service of others is the way that, you know, even if you're, even if you're building a business, service of others is the way to build a business, right? Because it's woven into the fabric of the creation because God created it. You ever seen somebody that just scrapes and pushes and tries to get their own way and bulls to the front and it never works out for them. It peace and harmony. Have you ever been working on a project or something like that? And all of a sudden, you know, you, 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 you hit your finger with a thumb. Let's just use that. You hit your finger with, the, or you hit your thumb with a hammer and all of a sudden you're, 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 you're surprised and shocked and you're upset. Do you think you're going to make a good decision from that point on? Do you think anything is going to work out in that project from that point on? No. You ever seen an angry person have success in life? You ever seen an alcoholic have success in life? Ever seen somebody who uses drugs have anything go right for them? It isn't just that they do drugs and things just seem to go wrong. Everything goes wrong with them. The entire time they're under the influence of those drugs, things are going wrong with them. Why? Because they've disjointed themselves. This is beyond saved and unsaved. This works for the saved and the unsaved alike. We're talking about the fabric that's woven into everything that God has created here. Okay. And the Christian is the only one who can not only just walk in union with it, but walk to totally harmonious with it in the sense that the very life of the creator of it is flowing with them. They're in complete union and harmony with it. Okay. 
That's what we mean by walking. The, the, the kingdom rule that is in place today in heaven is in them here on the earth. That's why we pray the first, pr- the first part of the Lord's prayer. Um, we're going to go, we're going to have a whole podcast, probably two or three podcasts just on the Lord's prayer alone, because it is not some, you know, get up in the morning, some, some magics, you know, say this, say this, every one of the, every portion of the Lord's prayer speaks to something extremely personal, extremely specific. When they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. He didn't just give them a little prayer. He gave them a prayer that would be able to put them in complete, a complete position of union with God in their hearts and in their position. And what's the first thing? Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. See, that's the first thing. Acknowledging the source of all things, acknowledging the, all the source of all. And then it says, so our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that is not like that. God is going to supersede. Unfortunately, a lot of the evangelicals, and I'm not pointing out finger at them, but a lot of groups, they think that the kingdom of God and the kingdom rule can be established in the society that we are here, that God has cursed. Good luck that changing laws and stuff like that is going to have any impact or influence on that. As we've already pointed out earlier on law versus grace, it'll actually make them worse. The more law you add to them, the more of God's kingdom they see, the meaner and the matter and the more angry at God they'll become. But we're talking about the believer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in, as it is in heaven in who in you, in you. It's about you walking in harmony with that kingdom in your day here. Portion of the bodies in heaven. Now portion of the bodies on the earth, the portion of the body that's in heaven right now is walking in perfect union with the kingdom of God. And you can walk pretty close to you total union with the kingdom of God here while you're on the earth. And that means that what that's saying is, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Love, agape, hasid. What you basically just said is, Lord, I acknowledge that you're the creator and the source of all things, and I choose to be in union today on the earth with your hasid, which is ruling in heaven. The ruling law of the kingdom of God is love, agape love, and I choose for it to rule in my life today. Simple acknowledgement, I will go out, I will esteem others greater than myself. I have no power to do that. I have no ability to do that. But I know that if that's my heart's desire and that's my focus, and I know that Jesus has won that for me, that his life flowing through me will play that stereo louder than the TV. And the mind, will, and emotions of Adam in a physical body that we still have on this earth can be overridden by that power, that flow, and that life in the spirit. Okay? I want to thank you for joining me today on His Light and Life. Take this one, take these, take these uh, teachings on the kingdom, take them aside, pull your Bibles out, get on your knees before the Lord and let him unfold to you the depths of, the, of, of really what the Christian life is really all about. Thank you very much. 
Thank you for listening to His Light and Life. Do you have questions or want to speak with Mark? Please reach out using the email in the description. We'll see you next time on His Light and Life.